Hello? Hello. Hello. Are you exhausted? Why? Because I worked today. Yeah. Like a normal person doing very difficult manual labor. Yes, of course. Well, sometimes, you know, you got to travel to wherever you're working instead of sitting at home and doing it. You know, it's different. It's one subway stop away. Oh, really? I mean, it's a long stop. You have to go into the river and... Uh, then there's a decent walk to that train station. It probably takes 10 to 12 minutes to walk to the train station. Okay, still not too bad. So you you have a 10 to 12 minute walk. You get on the train, you go one stop. You get off the train, you walk another four to five minutes. Then you're at the building. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. No, it is not bad. You can listen to your bad. favorite podcast, which for you would be Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you don't like that new podcast. I mean, by when I say new, I assume they've been doing it for years. But no, I don't listen to anything Adam Carolla. Why? Oh, because his he, wife ruined it. No, not at all. He ruined it. Because you would listen to his wife wife's podcast. Well, yeah, but I stopped. Oh, I stopped listening to Adam a long, long time ago, and and then only started. Well, then there was a gap, and then I started listening to Lynette's podcast. Baby. Now. Uh, then I started listening to Lynette's podcast. You think Jimmy and... Fallon brings a dog to the tonight show set? <laughs> Ugh, you're right. I'm gonna. I'm so unprofessional. I mean, that dog yapping for 12 minutes straight. But anyway, Lynette. Who's Lynette? I have no Lynette's clue. his wife. Well, they're divorced now. Oh, so she said, "Pay me money on Patreon, and I'll spill the tea." <laughs> no, she's actually. She's great. She, I mean, she put up with a lot of shit. That was him. the business model though, right? What? There's a secret podcast where I really tell you the dirt if you give me money. No, it really wasn't. It was more about um, Stephanie and her family. Who's that? Because her, well, just lots of little things. Oh, and like things that have to do with their school. You know, they talk about people they know. And they can't talk about that on the regular show. So the the Patreon was more about that. When she and Adam were in couples counseling, she would talk a little bit about the frustrations, you know, with counseling. Um, but she was always pretty like judicious. Is that the right way to say it? Who counseled about... them, Doctor Drew? No, that would be absolutely cool. not. That'd be funny if Doctor <laughs> Drew was their couples counselor. He's too, um, he wouldn't, he wouldn't let that happen. He won't, um, prescribe medicines for his own family. Coward. <laughs> you're not supposed to. He's ethical like that. Are you, are you're, I thought you were allowed to do that. Well, I mean, you're allowed, but I think it's not a good idea because you're going to use some, you're going to have a predisposition about the patient since it's a family member i know but what if you need some something like in an emergency like if you're prescribing something every month and then i I can understand that it's like i shouldn't be doing yeah but you have doctor friends like he could call dr bruce and dr bruce would send it in for him if he really needed to i feel like i would just say you know what this is an instance where the gout is flaring up my son and i'm gonna get uh prednisone yeah i don't think you would do it one but i don't know maybe you would Anyway, so, uh, all right, so that's out. You wouldn't listen to 
Adam no Carolla way. and Dr. Drew do their non-love line, love line show. Nah, you know, um, a better Dr. Drew option is Dr. Drew After Dark with, and usually with uh, Christina P. I don't know who that is. She's uh, Christina Pachinski or whatever. She's married to Tom Segura. She has a podcast called Your Mom's House. I don't know who that is. I mean, where, where my mom's at or something. I take pride in saying I don't know who these people are because if they ever listen to this show, which they never will, but they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm the best. I'm the greatest. And then they hear me say, I have no clue who that is. And they suddenly. Oh, Tom Segura is awesome. And then, they, and then they go, oh. <laughs> no way. You should listen to Tom Segura. I put He's them great. in their place. I don't need the influence of other people. I hate them. I'm the only podcaster that matters. And you. But me. I just. I just put on a fake nail on my thumb and it's crooked and it's really, really upsetting. You don't wish that uh, you were in their spot, that your podcast, this podcast was famous and popular. I don't wish for things like that. And I think you, it would be awesome if that were the case. And then you see them and you listen to them and you don't think, fuck you. You have what I want. No, not at all. It doesn't come up with you, huh? You know me. I'm not like that. There's a lot of people like that. Like that. They can't. Uh, they don't want to be influenced by anything. Which obviously it exists in me. So it's not that extreme. Where like there's things I listen to. I just I just find it hard to get into people, especially if I don't really know them for any reason. Hmm. Yeah, but they're funny. What is the thing yapping at? I don't know. He hold on a sec. He, um, is there a neighbor? You have a neighbor who's probably black and the dog's racist. <laughs> he is kind of racist sometimes. Um, I don't know what he's doing. Right. He just got back from daycare, so I thought that he'd be like real tired. All right, go calm him down. Give him some treat no, or melatonin. Glue and a nail on. Right, but we're gonna take Baby. a we're gonna take a break right here. Baby, hey, not that up. Hey, no bark. What is your problem? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, sorry, that's the wrong thing. Wrong, what wrong. Is that? It's, I think, a built-in cue in the mixer I have, the roadcaster. Oh, that's right. Didn't we play some of those and it sounded like... Welcome to One Topic, Woo! where we stick to one topic. This is the alt-universe version where I introduce the show. My name is Greg Russ. And my name is Autumn Fisher. He's serious, and yeah. I'm fun. That shit goes on for a long time. <laughs> I'm messy, and he's organized. The roadcaster. And yet we're still friends. Watch our zany interactions in our very small apartment together. All right, the introduction's already been done. Welcome to One yeah. Topic, where we stick to one topic, or so we stick to My name is Autumn Fisher and Greg Russ. Yeah, I have this roadcaster that's like a $700 piece of equipment, which Woo! also it's not, this is fine consumer piece of equipment, $700, but the touchscreen, uh, whenever I start up the the roadcaster, which is just a mixing board of sorts, the touchscreen, I don't know how to phrase it. I reached out to them and I said a term that I shouldn't have said. Hmm. And I don't know if they liked it. 
What does what are you saying? What what term did I, you say? Look, I understand that we're not supposed to say this anymore, but I, I didn't know how best to describe it. And so I wrote an email and said, hey, I got this piece of equipment, you know, it cost a decent amount of money. And for whatever reason, when I started up for like 10 minutes, after 10 minutes, it stops. But for 10 minutes, the touchscreen spazzes out. Oh, I thought you were going to say the R word. No, I'm like, not. This touchscreen is... No, but you're not supposed to say the word I just said anymore either. Okay. Wasn't didn't Beyonce have to take that out of a song? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So you you should have said um, it glitches. Yeah, I guess glitches would have been a good uh, thing. Because yeah. so now you think they're not answering you or something because you said that, or they're not helping you. Ultimately, they did help. I was thinking somewhere maybe someone was offended in their customer service department. Uh, but they said, yeah, send it in to us. We'll fix it. I'm like, I'm not sending the thing to you. I'm not oh, going to mail it to you. So I just ended up keeping it exactly where it is on the desk and dealing with it. Similar to the computer I bought that also didn't work. <laughs> I, I, there's oh, these yeah. large, large purchases in my life <laughs> where for whatever reason, like the computer that I have uh, that I still use, it takes, you know, 10 minutes to get up and running like an old computer, but it did this from the start and it's not anything special. It's just a, an iMac from 20. It's probably a late 2019 iMac. Uh, and I just, I remember when you got it and it was not functioning correctly. And I was like, take it back. Yeah. It was in the middle of COVID when you had to get a special appointment to go into B and H and there was nobody in Manhattan, which was pretty cool to get a car and drive in. And there was fucking no one around streets mm -hmm. where, completely empty but as ah that's too much work but yeah it's like $1200 computer which why didn't i take it back or a $700 mixing board like why didn't i take it back somewhere in my mind i was like i deserve this because i bought the lesser than like this computer is the lowest of the low I was like i just i just wanted it for this kind of stuff it was $1200 gonna... but it was the lowest of the low yeah apples can be expensive and anything with real processing power and storage mm -hmm. It's going to t cost more, but I just wanted it for a computer that could handle basics like audio recording, uh, which it can. And the problems with it don't come into play. It just it, it seems like an old computer when your computers get loaded down with viruses and the right. memory is almost full. It acts like that. And, you know, the same thing with this roadcaster. While it serves its purpose for what I use it for, if you went into a professional studio and somebody had one of these, you'd be like, I don't trust you. <laughs> Why do you have this thing? It's perfect for what you need. No, this is like for the people who are, I'm a podcaster and I've never done anything like this before in my life. Oh, uh, okay. But so you could handle maybe something a little bit more ambitious, but I it could. works fine for you. There's no need for anything more ambitious. Yeah. And uh, it has a pretty colors. The button, <laughs> the, the button bank. The sound bank has big, colorful buttons. That's fun. And you can change I, them and they glow. I in the also dark. Uh, avoid doing things. I have to get my emissions done at some point in the teens of March, which have passed. Uh, <laughs> so I've missed the date, but I need to go do that. And it takes no time. It's even, a, it's a, there's drive through ones where you stay in your car. You don't even have to get out. You're going to get I a just, ticket. I just don't do it. I don't know why. When was I it supposed to be done? Just, when nah. was it when was it supposed to be done? Let me look. I don't know. I don't know when. 
Is there no display on your car where some someone can glance and know that you're not up to date? No, because uh, that's when you pay the tax for your car or whatever. You don't put a sticker on your license plate like they used to do. I in do, Georgia. but that's for that's not for emissions. It's registration. Yeah, I have to put it in the windshield here. You put the registration and the emissions and the inspection in your windshield. Oh, it's not due until April. I thought it was March. Oh well, you better get it Yay! done. Because who knows what that fine is? And then you're gonna be like, oh my god, why didn't I do this thing? What an idiot. It's like part of you wants to be fined, I think. You deserve it, is what you're thinking, because you're uh, too lazy. No, I never... That's your That's your line of thinking. <laughs> I think it's more like, ah, eh, what's going to happen if I don't? I'll just do it whenever I want. And, you'll get and sometimes it means I pay more money. <laughs> which sucks. Money that you do not have. Yeah, but then also, I've... I've spent money I don't have before and I always seem to come back to neutral so I don't... Yeah, but you're getting older. What are you going to do in the future? I do think about that and how I have like no savings. I have 401k and I have an IRA but I do not have... I will not have enough to retire for sure. You and so I was to... thinking like... Go get a city what I... job. What's that? Go get a city job. Work I for know. the municipality and get a pension. You've been in 20 years. You'll be 60. Whatever it is, and you get paid the rest of your life. Yeah, but I'll only make like forty k. Do it. Wait, what? I don't. Is that the truth? If you're a garbage man here in New York, you make like a hundred k. I don't want to be a garbage man. And you can go make much more than that. Apparently, the sanitation department's taking over the policing of the food carts. What? No, I, I didn't read into it here in New York. The food carts are now going to be managed. At the sanitation department, I heard, but I didn't read any more, so I can't speak to it any further. Well, I instantly thought of like a garbage guy getting off of his truck and like going and talking to the like shaking down the food cart guy. Yeah, I want free falafel. <laughs> yeah. If you don't give it to me, I'm gonna not renew your license. Give me that street meat. Or the uh, Dosa man who's in Washington Square Park. Always a fucking long. This guy's been there for years and years and years. But somehow, I mean, not somehow, I understand how, you know, word gets out, food blogs are written and yeah. good for him because it, his business blew up. But if you go there, there's a line that stretches across the park. Are they actually very good dosas? Or doses, yeah. I mean, sure. I haven't had enough doses in my life to compare, but I've had his, I think this tastes nice. Okay. This is, I'm not going to wait in the line for it. No. And I don't understand why people get into the line. What will you wait in a line for? Nothing. I don't want to wait Things in line for anything. Things that you are anything. forced to do? Like, like I, groceries or something? Fuck no. If I go to the Trader Joe's and there's a line. <laughs> I, I've walked in before and seen the checkout line. I said, nope. And I leave immediately. Yeah. Man, I'm so used to getting to grocery stores. Or what I actually do lately is I'll do Instacart, but I do the pickup option because it's only like $3 extra. Um, so I never have to go in there and shop, but, um, this last weekend, it was like a Saturday middle of the day. And I went into the Wegmans, which is like a big sort of fancy grocery store here. Ah, the and, best pre-made foods. Oh yes. The best. It is apparently. <laughs> it is really good. But my, anyway, so I'm walking around keys. and I'm, um, there are so many people and there's so many people in the way, like 
just like, you know, browsing over a bin of I don't know what. And I need to get in there and just grab the thing. I'm like, get out of here. Get out. And I, I was shocked that I was so sort of bothered by everyone. There is nothing worth waiting in line for. Sometimes you have to do it. Like the DMV's changed a bit, at least here, where you can get an appointment. And so you're not standing in a line. And I guess you never, even in the past, stood in a line. You would get a ticket and you'd sit and you'd wait. God, why, why did it take them so long to say, how about you call? Okay, so maybe the internet, right? The internet took away to get all of that system online and to build that or whatever. That's fine. But just to make a call and make an, a, make an appointment. Why did that take so long for them to start doing instead of making everyone miserable and getting there like two hours before they open so you can be second in line? Because you have to task someone with doing that. And government workers, notorious for not wanting to do any additional work. It's like, eh, I don't, right. I, not my job to put that together. My job is very clear cut. Your job descriptions, I feel like when you work for government, you know, very narrow lane and you hang out yeah. in that lane and you'd have to bring someone in to build that system for you and what to get like a book, a calendar. I, I hear what you're saying, but the, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's a little harder to execute it. You have to figure out how to put it into practice so yeah, that it yeah. works. But yes, in theory, and you're talking before like uh, something a little more simpler, a little more simple where you can just call, but you know, with the internet, it should be really easy, but you got to get someone to build the website and then you have to, and I'm sure they have to build it from fucking scratch. I mean, you still go in though, and then there's a kiosk and you check in and then you still get a number and you sit. Yeah. So I don't, it wasn't like I walked straight in on my appointments at three. Here I am. And the people that are there at the DMV are fucking idiots. Like I went to the pharmacy recently, same kind of like the pharmacy had to wait in line. It was only three people. Otherwise I wouldn't have done it. I've also left the pharmacy before because I don't want to wait in a line, but I thought three people, no big deal. But the person goes up and they can barely walk and they're carrying an arm full of hydrogen peroxide <laughs> without a cart for whatever. And they're trying to buy it there. And then there's an argument about the insurance and why am I paying $40? I'm supposed to only pay 10. It's like, God, fuck. Gee, yeah. because by the time I got up there, I say, hi, I'm here to pick my prescription. Here's my name. Here's my birth date. And like, here you right, go. Done. Bye. Yeah. I don't know why it takes other people so fucking long. Well, either. So the similar thing in the DMV, when I went this last time, I had to get that license that uh, the federal. Oh, the special ID, like the real ID or whatever. Yeah, the federal government approved ID so you can fly with it. So prove that you're uh, worthy of being in this country. And New York had put it off for so long. They just kept kicking that can down the road. And like, yeah, we'll do that next year, next year, next year. And the federal government finally got fed up and said, no, you're doing it now. So I, I went to do that. And for whatever reason, one of the pieces of paper I had, my uh, W-2, it had the wrong zip code on it. It was my old zip code. And and I knew that. Like, I noticed that when I was walking up to the window. And I thought, please don't notice that. Please don't notice that. Please. Because this woman was a stickler. And I guess you have to be in that position. Who knows what the repercussions are if you don't do it properly. And she was, like, about to process it all. Then she noticed it. I was like, oh, Oh, fuck me. And she's like, what is this? Why is the zip code different than these? Like, I don't know. It's just a mistake. It's my old zip code, but everything else matches. I can't accept this. So I had to print out uh, a pay stub, but they don't have a printer there. So I had to go down the hall to a jewelry shop that 
obviously knows people are going to have to print things, so they already have it up on the wall. Uh. But they're going <laughs> to charge you to print. And so they print. But the, the, the point of this long story is she said, yeah, just when you're back, come back to my window. We'll figure this out. I said, okay. I come back five minutes later. A man is up there. And I waited for another 45 fucking minutes as uh, God knows what he did with his heartbroken. Own. I want my same license plate. Well, you can't have your same license plate, uh, but I want it. And that's just what it went back and forth. I want it. I, this is instead of just saying, whatever, how can I get out of here? I need a new license plate. Okay. Give me the new license plate and I'm leaving. Ugh. Do you guys have the kiosks that you can go to that are, you can like type in all your stuff yourself and you have like an option of different things you can do on it. At the DMV? Yeah. No, you go to the kiosk and you check in and Oh, okay. I think you we still- have we have like four or five little like stations that you can go to and you know, you select different you can you have to put in your information, but it's so funny. They can't just give you a regular keyboard. They have to give you the weird little buttons that they I guess they repurposed from old telephone booths or something. It's like those type of metal buttons that you press for all of the letters and numbers. <laughs> and you know, like that ball that's the mouse. <laughs> that weird ball. I'm gonna um, look up Maryland DMV kiosk. See what, yeah. see what you're talking about. <laughs> so that's actually really nice. You know, I, I didn't get my uh my registration done in time and i had to go and i use the the yellow they have the maryland flag because the maryland loves their goddamn state's flag they do love it it's everywhere that and old bay old bay cheesecake old bay (laughs) cheesecake i don't know i wouldn't be surprised though if i saw that i've never seen it i'm just saying i wouldn't be surprised because old bay is everywhere people have old bay like stickers on their cars and then they're they have the the Maryland flag like around their license plates. I take I pride. I mean, they you know you didn't invent that flag. I live in a state that's got a much better flag than other states. Okay, great, good for you. Old that's, Bay. I don't like the flag. It's confusing geometrically. Yeah, I feel like you could have a seizure looking at it. Yeah, I got lupus because of it. I think. But we already talked about flags on the previous episode. We I did. Feel. That was a good episode. So I'm looking at this kiosk. I see it. Do you see the little metal buttons? Yeah. Anytime there's this kiosk, though, it's good because it gives you an option to get past yeah. the, the morons. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'm smart enough to use this kiosk. And you're not. I can handle it. And you can't argue with it. And when it says you need a new license plate, you can't say, but no, I want. But So those people go to the window and they right. fight with the person there. And you have the option of bypassing. I did. This was at the Rite Aid the other day. They have the self- <laughs> checkout kiosks and there was an old man and he wasn't arguing he was just waiting in line but these kiosks were open and i'm thinking if you just learned to use this thing you'd be out of here by now you're just standing there in line waiting to get to the one cashier i push those people aside say so long sucker no i did i i wasn't stuck i just i was thinking about it oh i yeah i i ran past this old woman at michael's who was like not going to the three open self-checkouts I'm like, see you later, bitch. I'm self-checking out. But we are at the point with self-checkout and these kiosks where the people who aren't so comfortable with them are starting to use them. And there's nothing more frustrating uh, when you're standing behind a person who doesn't. I was at McDonald's 
at an airport. We were a layover for a flight. And there was McDonald's and there was the fucking the long line to go to the register and two of the touchscreen kiosks. And this man like intercepted, like walking up to the kiosk and he comes from the other direction and like gets right in in front of me. And I'm already fuming over this because he knew. But then he had no idea how to work the thing. He couldn't figure out how to check it out. So he, he would get his order in and then he'd get to check out and he'd just yeah. stare and he didn't see the button that said continue and he would hit the button to take him back to the menu. And this right. went on for 10 minutes and I'm stomping my foot on the ground trying to make some kind of a noise to express displeasure without actually just saying something <laughs> directly to him. Like an animal. <laughs> like a horse that's pissed. I did. I, I did that the other day. We were walking out of a movie theater and this woman was in front of me going so slowly and staring at her phone. And I stomped on the floor and it <laughs> happened to be a wooden platform raised a bit with nothing underneath. Uh -huh. So it was hollow and it was really loud. Yeah. And she just stopped and started looking around and looking at the ground. She, someone dropped something. Some did someone drop something? Something was dropped. Some, someone, and it made it worse because it was a, it was a narrow passageway. And it backfired on you. It did backfire. I couldn't get around her. But I have no patience for any of it. Do you ever just say, excuse us? Uh, I, I mean, I, if I can get around, I will say, excuse me. If I go to the bodega yeah. and I know what something costs and I have the exact amount of money in my hand and there's right. a line, I just cut in front and I say, I got this. Here's the money. And I leave. Oh, that's probably fine. They probably prefer that. It's people fumbling with their wallets and trying to pull out the change, which fine. Then they don't make room on the counter for you to put stuff and you're standing there. I do hate when I'm using self-checkout and something goes wrong and the little light starts blinking and the person has to come see me. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, it's embarrassing. You lose yeah. it. You don't know how to work this thing. I know. And all they do, they usually just like vo just cancel out whatever has happened like they don't even try and check and see what's going on there's like mm, they put it they like swipe their little card and then put in their little code and then just leave and it's is fine <laughs> you could like i know we've talked about stealing before but you could really put something like if the scale is working properly right where you don't scan something and you put it down and says you need to scan and then you ask for help quite often i, I the same thing they come over and they just say okay and they swipe yeah. their card and then they press the button and you continue on your way. There's never been an instance except for a rural Walmart where, <laughs> right. where anyone has cared. At that rural Walmart, like they stopped at the door. Let me see your receipt and checked every fucking item in the Whoa, cart. Whoa, really? Someone takes their job very serious. I'm loss prevention. You give a little person some power. People want to feel special. They do that at Costco. They have to check. They mostly just count the items on your receipt and then count the items in your cart. Or if they're like really big items, they have to check. I mean, but I've purchased like three things before and they're like, looking at the scene. And then they <laughs> whoop, they little highlight it and let you leave. Yeah, I guess those are some big ticket items when you're buying in bulk. Yeah. Someone's ballsy enough to try to walk out with it. And there's not usually a, an easy signifier like that's in a bag. So I know. True. Just load it up on your. What is the membership for Costco these days? 
I don't remember. You just pay once a year, I think. I don't know. So I hope I don't a, have to pay again. You're not allowed to shop unless you have the membership, right? You can't just go in. Uh, You can go in without a membership. But they want to see it when you walk in. So what if you get past and you can't you check can't, out? You can't check out. Yeah. So they you, they have to you. scan your membership card before. Will you also buy a new garage door there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can get like tires. I know they got it. I, I got my tires from Costco when I yeah. visited my parents. Went I really like it. Well, you know, I really like um, that powdered liquid IV. <laughs> no, I don't know what a liquid powdered liquid IV is. Liquid IV is just like a Gatorade-ish type of thing. Um, so you drink it. You don't plug it into your veins. No, you don't inject it into your asshole like Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, no, you just mix it with water. Um, but it's just a little powder. It's like a little, you know, a little sachet, a little packet of, of powder, and you put it in water. And it's my favorite sort of hydration, whatever. And I really do need it because of this medicine that I'm on that makes me really dehydrated and thirsty all the oh, time. Oh, the medicine really you can't talk about anymore because... Correct. Shh. So, <laughs> because, yeah. So, uh, I... Oh, it's like I see it at Target for like five packets for 20 bucks like damn and i go to costco and i get 30 wait yeah i get 30 for 25 bucks all right run through that math again so i think it's like five packets for 20 dollars at target okay and i'm paying 30 dollars for 30 packets wow but you have to factor in that costco membership yeah. Uh, again, I don't know what it costs. 60 bucks? I, I, I really forget how much it is. Why don't you go to BJ's? <laughs> because of its name. <laughs> That's really why? Honestly. I don't want to go to a place called BJ's. Costco membership fees. What is, how is the $20, $120 Costco membership fee worth it? Oh, is that the executive or whatever? Yeah, the executive That's card. That's what I have. You spend more than $500 a month or $6,000 in a year. Is that what you're doing? Wait, what did it say? The $120 annual fee for the executive card is worth it if you spend $500 a month or $6,000 a year at Costco on eligible purchases. Oh. um. This is the exact amount to break even on the extra yearly membership fees. What do you get with them? Well, I've been getting... um. You know, things of uh, Capri Sun, you know, you can get like five or four, I think five <laughs> I meant, of the boxes at once. I meant, what do you get with the different levels, the different tiers of membership? Oh, I, I, like I think term. with the executive, you get cash back. Oh, here it is. Now our show has turned into just an advertising pitch for Costco. So what do you, what do you think? I'll, I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Executive membership. Um, I'm pretty sure you just, you get like money back uh, from your spending you get an annual two percent reward on qualified costco purchases terms yeah. and conditions apply you also it's valid at all costco locations worldwide <gasps> Ooh. It includes a free household card so your whole family can go uh, additional benefits and greater savings on costco services and extra benefits on select costco travel products so when you want to book your next family vacation you do it through Costco. my friend dave came to 
New York recently. He's like, I booked this hotel through Costco. <laughs> I looked up uh, my car rental through Costco and it was just cheaper through my Delta thing. But I was ready to try. You got to get the proper code for the car rental. If you use Avis, for example. Uh-huh. You can use, I use my, well, I don't want to say. I mean, well, you never uh, know. I, I can't blow up my spot because if somebody listening wants to, I'm not saying what I do, but I get the very good discounts. I'm estimated to get so far since September of 2022 to now, $39.33. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Pretty good, huh? All right. I'll tell you what I do with Avis. Okay. I used the Lockheed Martin booking code, which gets you a nice discounted price. And the damage waiver comes with that. So when I wrecked Ooh. that truck in Wyoming. Oh, yeah. When I wrecked that truck by backing it into a telephone pole, I didn't know this. I had opened a claim with my insurance. It's like, oh, my God, this is I'm so stupid. Never a word. And I was like, why haven't I heard anything? Why has no right. one heard anything? And I looked into the agreement and it said damage waiver included. And yes. because my dad worked for Lockheed, I just took his business card. So if they ever ask, like, you prove you work for Lockheed. And since we have the same yeah. name, different right. different middle name, but that doesn't show up. I'll, I'd nah. flash that baby. I'd say, look at this. Would this make a difference? But like, oh. yeah. $60 annual membership fee for the business membership. You get a free household card. You get purchased for resale. I don't know what that means. So you can buy things that you're, you're allowed to buy things and resell them. <laughs> no, oh, maybe like people that buy stuff for businesses. <laughs> so you go to cost. I say I run a bodega. I go to the yeah. Costco and I buy a pallet of paper towels. And then I take that to my store and I sell those for a marked up price. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people do that with vending machines. They have a, a wholesale membership somewhere. And they sell the candy on the train. Oh, yeah. There you go. Selling Well, I'm not skittles. buying candy. I'm buying, like, juice boxes and fruit snacks and their rotisserie chicken. Didn't it taste strange recently? I saw some kind of scandal where the Costco rotisserie chicken is tasting hmm. strange. Oh, interesting. I did not see that. <laughs> Do they get crowded? I mean, when... I'm telling you, I don't go when it's busy. I've never been there on a weekend. I've only been there like late afternoon, early evening on a weekday. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do it either. And Oof. if it it's it really is the waiting in line. I'm... Not, to me, it's not the waiting. I'll wait in line. I mean, I'm fine waiting in a line for something that you have to do. Um, it's the maneuvering around people that really bothers me. If, yes, you're, you're right. When there's a cart involved too, <sighs> if I can navigate crowded places pretty well, but I have to be free. You can't have anything in your hand. You can't oh be my pushing God. anything. The cart from Ikea. I can't control that thing. And then let let alone when I was pregnant and my center of gravity was, was off. I literally could not drive the cart. <laughs> I was, it would like slide over and I'd run into things. I could not drive it. And then just even not being pregnant with my normal center of gravity, 
I can't control it. I don't understand how that cart works. I don't know how people just walk straight with it. Mine's always like veering around or turning. <laughs> I, I think I've pushed the Nakia cart once. Anywhere I go, if I can use the basket, even if I overload it, I will. Because it's similar to being stuck in a car in traffic. If you're on uh-huh. a motorcycle, you can figure out a way through it. But when you're in another car, yeah. like I'm just fucking stuck here. And a cart is similar. True. So I, d- I don't. There are times when this this basket is overflowing and I'm carrying things in my arm because it won't fit in the basket, but it's still worth it to me. Because I don't want to get stuck in an aisle. Where Doesn't two, it hurt your arm, though? Yeah, but it's worth it. See, I have... Um, the when cage we go to bird Target, wants to fly. The, I get it. Um, when we go to Target, the kids always want to get that cart that has, like, the big red double seats uh, in front yeah. of the car, you know? And I'm like, I don't want to wheel this thing through Target. Kids, they don't get it. So I get the regular car, and then Pete, who is too big... If he was a normal sized child, then he'd be fine, but he's so big and he, he likes to crawl underneath the cart, you know, in that little flat space. Until his finger gets stuck in the wheel and it's skins which happened, it. Which has happened already. So he's learned that <laughs> not to do that, but he's still so big. So like when I'm walking, I'm hitting his feet that are sticking out the back of the cart. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like asking me to wheel him around. Like I've stopped the cart because I'm looking at something. He's like, Bob, take me this way. I'm like, get out. We want to have fun. And you know what's know. fun? Getting out of here and going home. <laughs> really Can slows. Can we buy something? I'll use my own money. Really slows the pace down. You are. You know why I waited in line? Hmm. I'm not proud of it, and I almost didn't. And I walked past, and I went to the airport, and because I have access to the lounge, ooh, I was the Delta Lounge was there was a line to get in. Wow. And I thought, fuck you. And I walked all the way to the gate. And once I got to the gate, because it was like an hour and a half before my flight. And once I got to the gate and just saw that mess of humanity, <laughs> I said, you know what? Fine, 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 fine. I returned. And it was, it was a pretty long walk. I walked the 10 minutes back. I stood in the line. But for whatever reason, somebody uh, checked everyone's tickets and said, no, no, you come over here. And they put me in the front. And I wasn't in a first class, and I wasn't anything special. But they let me in before. And maybe because, I don't know, my flight was sooner than other people's. It could have sure. it could have been that. You're not allowed in the lounge until three hours before your flight. But I think some people really like to milk it. And they go, and they, yeah. I'm going to sip my champagne. Maybe they had a voucher, the other people. And so they have to be sort of put in instead of just, you have access. I'm going to eat my capered chicken. <laughs> <laughs> were you in atlanta this was when i was flying to atlanta last time but it was in new york oh okay yeah the lounge rules you know what i i don't understand too is everybody that stands up i know this is talked about you know by many people but it still seems like so many people do it all the people that stand up when the flight is boarding before their like group is called to see to sit down what do you why just sit down. You have a seat. No, because it's the baggage fees and people need the overhead space. Yeah, but if they don't get, if if the space fills up, then they just check your bag for free. Yeah, but then you have to wait to go to the baggage claim when you get to the airport. I, I'm with you. I hear you. 
sit down. You're in the way. But the airlines created I'd be interested to see before the baggage fees if people still did this. I bet they did. I don't know if there was much stress involved because you can mm, feel the tension. You can feel like I, it just it's very stressful. I like flying Southwest, for example, uh-huh. where they have that weird boarding. Yeah. And because the the you can check your bags for free. So I guess it doesn't matter anyway, because you have your weird boardings. You know, the way Southwest boards. Uh, You're in groups, right? Yeah. In groups A, B, C, one through 60, I think. And it's based on when you check in. So yeah, that in itself is gamified. It's like if you forget to check in 24 hours before your flight, you're going to get a terrible boarding zone. It gave my mom so much anxiety that yeah, she would it, have like alarms going off before the 24 hour check in. And then she would get so stressed out. And then she found out it was like $20 extra to not have to do that. Yeah. The early bird <laughs> check in where they'll check yeah, you in. Like, like, just throw 20 bucks at it, mom. Yeah, that that's certainly worth it. But I think that's the catch too. It's only twenty dollars, right. and you don't have to stress. Uh, well, then and, you may as well have just gone another web, another uh, uh, airline, and paid ten extra dollars for a bag to check. No, they're like thirty, forty bucks these days. Yeah, if it's thirty dollars, then you've already spent twenty dollars <throat> on the. Oh, but you got to pay the, You got to pay to pick your seats now too on the other airlines. You can book the basic where it says. You can't pick your seat. You can't do anything. We're going to stick you, obviously, in the back of the plane in the middle seat. (laughs) And so when you say, all right, I'm going to go to the next tier, then you have a selection of seats in the back half of the plane. And the seats. No, it's not the back half. No, it is not the ones in the aisles or whatever. No, no. These days, uh, and the seats in the front of the plane, closer to the front of the plane, like that's a preferred seat. And we're not talking. We're not talking about. And then once the flight gets full enough, now the aisles and the windows are more expensive yeah it's all a fucking scam and so while the boarding with southwest is i know i understand why people don't like it and it even stresses me out when i have my boarding spot i I know there's going to be seats usually there's seats in the front of the plane and there's aisles and windows because i will pay for the the 20 dollars. or if i don't i still will get like a because i will stress about it and make sure i check in and time but even just standing there the number of wheelchairs that go on like these people you see them walking around and then they go sit in their wheelchairs like you fuckers <laughs> normally i don't care on a, a delta flight or a flight where you have an assigned seat but because southwest they allow these people to board before anyone who is in the boarding zone it's like oh because it's open seating once you're on and you pick any seat Smart. you want it bothers me. I was like, you're taking up the fucking good seats and you don't even need that thing. You clearly don't need that. And their whole family gets to go with them. Not just the person in the wheelchair. So you have a family of six, six people who go down the aisle and the way they look over their shoulder when they're entering the jetway just to make sure that you see them. Shouldn't you be mad at yourself for not also doing that? No, I'm not going to pretend that I need to be in a wheelchair <laughs> so I can get better boarding. Yeah, but that that I I do get very stressed about that too. And then there's always the people who try to sneak in, like they're the B zone, and they play dumb. I thought I didn't know. And the good thing is, usually Southwest catches them and says, "No, come back soon." But flying fucking sucks. It's all. It's I don't think it's a big deal. It's all Frontier Airlines now. It's all nickeled and dimed. It is, but if you pay a little more, 
then you don't have to deal with as much bullshit, I don't think. Yeah, but you see a listed fare and you say, oh, $87, that's amazing. And then you go in and you're like, oh, really, this the ticket I want is $180. And I used to get to Atlanta one way for like $60, $70. Now, mm-hmm. now it's rarely cheaper than 150 on something other than Southwest. The reason I flew Delta last time is because my friend had a credit. and He said, this is expiring. I can't use it. I don't want fucking Delta to win. So I'm going to book you a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But it, I still owed him $40. So my round trip to Atlanta was $340. Wait, why was it $340? That's what it was, the round trip. Uh, but I thought he said I thought you said he had a voucher. He had a voucher for $300. Oh, you didn't have to pay the 3 You so see you paid $40. I paid $40, but in general, uh, the ticket is very expensive. Yeah, it is expensive. I guess that, you know, waiting in line at security too. You get the pre-check and then So many people are pre-checked now. Yeah, too. now everyone has pre-check and they have no clue how to use it. Like, do I have to take off my shoes? Or I see people taking off their shoes. I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> so you get the clear thing, which I don't, to me, I don't, I did the clear thing once because there was such a long line for even pre-check. And they yeah. would do like, sign up for clear and get a three month membership for free. And I said, fuck it, fine. How do we do this? And that was quicker. And I got to cut everyone and then I canceled it immediately. Yeah, I feel like the clear is is really fast. And I also I did that um that ID thing where I just stood there and the camera looked at me. I didn't have to show them my boarding pass or my ID. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool too. Did we talk about and that? And that put you in a faster place too. How when you're walking, there's a sign that displays your information but only you can see it like if you're at a I different angle. I didn't see angle. that. Maybe I just didn't see it. That may only be at one airport or something at this point. Oh, okay. Maybe that's that not, sounds cool. That's not rolled out completely. Rolled out. I like traveling. I don't I don't mind it. Well, global entry. I got that for that very reason too. You try to come back into this country and you wait such a long <laughs> ass line. Like there was one time the, the, the global entry, you go up, you scan the thing, you get a ticket, it prints it out, you show it to the person, and sometimes maybe they ask questions, but the last couple of times they're like, oh, good. And you just waltz through. There was one time we landed and there was a blizzard coming to New York and I was landing at Newark and I think I, I got to fucking get back to the city. If this thing hits, the trains are going to shut down. The taxis are going to have yeah, a hard time yeah, yeah. and we land and it's already snowing. And so I'm moving fast and I get to customs, which is luckily in this instance, pretty en- empty. So by the time I get up there, I'm still out of breath because I was moving quickly and trying to beat everyone else on the plane so that they wouldn't get in front of me. And the guy's like, why are you out of breath? It's like, I'm, I, because it's about to snow and I need to get home. Oh yeah, where do you live? It's like, I live in Manhattan. Interesting. It's like, what the fuck, man? I'm not lying. I'm not trying to pull a fast one on you. But isn't that their job? <sighs> is it their job? It's I don't a, really know what their job is. It's a power trip is what it is. I think you can use Because they do judgment. ask you like, what are you doing here? Like, why are you here? Like when you go into another country, don't they sometimes ask you? business or pleasure yeah and that's when you're going to another country and you're coming home and you're True. clearly a citizen in this country <laughs> yeah i guess you're right yeah oh, like when i went to drove to canada you stop at the border the canadian side of it just looks like a toll booth it's like this very humble booth and the man's like oh hi how are you 
uh, you, what are you doing? And I said, it's my friend's <laughs> birthday. He's in Montreal. I'm going to go up there for it. Oh, you're bringing anything across the border with you? I was like, no, I'm not. I was like, oh, but actually, and I had a bottle of liquor in the back seat. And this is midnight. And I leaned to the back seat grabbing something that, you know, he oh. can't see, which was a dumb thing to do. But he didn't, he, I just said, oh, I have this alcohol. Does that matter? But I think about that. It's like, what if, what if he pulled a gun? I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And I think yeah. if I was coming the other way, they would have done that because coming back, they'd be like, don't go away. Or, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah. This, the, the fucking border patrol has giant letters, United States of America. And the, Flag the size of three football fields flapping in the wind. Three football fields. I'm serious. <laughs> this thing, there's a modest Canadian flag, and then this thing is just out of control. And you pull up. Like, what are you doing? Going home. Where do you live? New York. Hmm, interesting. New York, huh? New Jersey lights, license plates on this car. It's Busted. Like, it's like, yeah, it's a rental car. It's like, I don't know. That's kind of strange, though. Don't you think? It's like, no, I don't think it is. I think it makes perfect sense probably because it costs less to have your rental car registered in New Jersey than New York. And then the co companies keep the car in the lots because the two states are close to one another. I don't think it's... And there's no way that he didn't see that. Or he he's never seen that before, you know? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Manhattan, huh? You live in Manhattan? <laughs> yeah. Wild, isn't it? Millions of people live there. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I don't know what goes through these people's minds. I'm, as I'm much as protecting the country. Just protecting the country is what I'm doing. That's what's my job. Sleep well at night, you, f you loser. Would you ever work in the service industry? <laughs> I did. I was a valet. Uh, uh, do you think that? Uh, yeah. It's the service that's not a, That's not a big relationship that you have with anyone, though. Yeah, people love their cars. That's true. It's They're short. putting a lot of trust in you. Yeah, it's a short relationship, but there's a lot yeah. going on. They're scouting you. Did you steal anything from people? No, I don't. I don't steal from individuals. No. Mm -mm. I steal from corporations. Yeah, <laughs> that, I told you about. Um, I revealed that I was stealing to Eric, and he was, and he thought that I was talking about you know many many years ago, and I was like. <laughs> Not really. When did this come up? <laughs> it was during the podcast. You know, when you're like trying to figure out something to talk about. Oh, what so did you say? What did you say you're stealing? I, I told him it was from like Target, you know, <laughs> all that stuff that we talked about. Um, and I was like, I was, I knew, I, you know, I, I stopped hiding it. You know, I would tell people that I did it and I talked to my therapist about it. <laughs> she was like, I think you're bored. Yeah, like, bored. Yeah. So he was trying to wrap his head around it. He couldn't figure out. And nobody could. They were all like, I'd be too scared. And I was like, it's really not that big a deal. <laughs> it's not. <Really> easy. <laughs> yeah. And they were talking about like it was giving me some kind of thrill. And I explained like it's not, it wasn't a thrill. It wasn't like, I got away with it. It was more like, I just don't want to pay for this. I don't think it should be this much. And I don't want to pay for it. Mine's similar, but it's a fuck you. Yeah, it's similar because I also think I don't want to pay this much. Why is this price? Yeah. This is too much. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I sh I'm so special that I shouldn't have to pay for that. I don't think that, that I shouldn't have to pay this. I, don't, I, I in my in my mind, I'm doing it on behalf of everyone who's being fucked over. Oh, I'm only doing it for selfish <laughs> reasons. I uh, suck. To me, it's <laughs> look. We're all suffering through your high prices. 
inflation. Oh, again, I mean, this was happening before inflation, but yeah, uh, we got to stay in business. We lost money during COVID, so now everything's triple the price, and you're going to pay it. And the sad thing is, people do pay it. And there's some products that you have to pay, but like restaurants, for example, the prices are out of control. But I guess enough people are paying it, else they'd lower their prices. So people are willing to go in, spend $120 for a goddamn Jack Daniels cheeseburger. <laughs> what is it with Jack Daniels and sauces? <laughs> I, have, I have no clue. They really have a, I, I feel, I don't know any other liquor that gets involved in the sauce trade as much as Jack Daniels does. <laughs> Jack Daniel's teriyaki, Jack Daniel's barbecue. <laughs> it's lucrative. It is. If it's a look, it's a household brand. People know the the name. They know that Jack Daniel's kicked his safe and died of gangrene. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> and this is the safe he kicked that have <laughs> led to his demise. <laughs> I remember the foy he kicked the safe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> someone's, uh, let's see, someone's saying that is not the cause of the infection that led to Daniel's demise, though it still oh. was gangrene, I guess. Damn. When was he alive? <laughs> Apparently he kicked the safe in 1906, and he died <laughs> five years later. Stupid. <laughs> so he died in 19... 19- 11. So if it wasn't from kicking the safe, what was the gangrene from? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this man <laughs> and his agenda is. No, let me tell you the true story of Jack Daniels. Yeah. Never let facts get in the way of a good story. Uh, this is Mr. Daniels' biographer, Peter Crass. He disputes <gasps> the Peter dates. Peter Crass. Yeah, he says the founding date of 1866 appears to be a convenient fiction to support the marketing opportunities around the 150th anniversary in 2016. So they lied. Apparently, the distillery didn't open until 1875, but they just decided to lie so they could get to their 150th anniversary sooner. (laughs) And the stub toe, uh, he concludes the safe kicking was not the cause of the demise. It doesn't tell you what was. Okay, well then great. Thanks for nothing. It's not the safe get out of here with that so i don't know that's it i guess uh i was thinking of theme parks too i refuse to go to theme parks uh on any days are going to be crowded because how are you going to get the joy out of waiting in line to ride a a 60 second ride or you go to disney it's already ripping you off stealing money right out of your pocket like you just opening your pocket and saying dig in take whatever you get disney world yes disney world i i don't know what disney world is like now because it's as an adult, I just can't wrap my head around paying so much money. And then so much money. And you pay for that speed pass that apparently is worthless. Skip the line by giving us an extra ten thousand uh, dollars. Just kidding. You're still gonna wait. Well, and there's other things now. It's like there's speed passes. There's other things. I think we talked about this before. Where uh, Defunct Land is a really interesting YouTube documentary about. This like just this guy has done all this research, on, like Disney's uh, abilities to handle crowds. It's really interesting. You should watch it. 
I think it'd be the best interest to limit the number of people that can come in on any given day so people can actually enjoy the park. I know you lose out on the money, but I would assume you get repeat business. Some people are just fanatics. They're just going to go to Disney World no matter what. Oh my God, those people that have like Disney shit on their car, you know, it's like a Mickey Mouse, like Minnie Mouse, you know, sticker and with their families. Or, oh, I've seen, I've seen things like Disney family. Like, ew, what is wrong with you? Some people are just really into it. But I assume that there's other families that go and have such a miserable experience. They don't go back. But if they went and they had a nice time, they say, you know what? I'll do this again in five years. But I, Disney doesn't eat it, I guess. They own everything. People still flock to their dumb parks. They don't get to ride two things. I waited three the hours to ride is, Space is Mountain. Kids, you want to give kids some sort of like magical Disney experience. What's magical about not riding things? Well, because they're not thinking about that stuff. You know, like they're looking Kids around. Kids complain when they're, they're in the car for five minutes. They're, they're not going to say, are we going to ride this? It's been two hours. I don't know. I want to ride Body Wars. God damn it. Body Wars. That used to be <laughs> something. I used to even shrink yeah, I don't down. think that's there anymore. It's, now it's like you wait two hours to go through that Avatar ride to see that uber expensive animatronic like lady who like <laughs> and she moves around very fluidly which is really just monster plantation <laughs> but no monster Avatar. it's monster mansion now oh i'm sorry Ugh. well speaking of waiting <clears throat> we really made you guys wait for this podcast because it's tuesday so sorry about that yeah but people didn't wait in line at least yeah, at least. Thank you. Support our sponsor, hoffandpepper.com. One topic, 15, 15% off. Like and subscribe, rate and review. Bye.